The views and opinions of the guest and host you hear are not necessarily those of the staff and management of Radio One, its sponsors or advertisers. Listen and learn with your guy, L.Y. State 
university. I mean, this is special that we would have her on board receiving the honorary doctorate in law from Morgan State University, as well as an honorary doctorate in engineering from Bristol University in 2012. And she would take the time on her schedule to come on this show. Let's hear from her right now. Good morning, good lady, good morning. Good morning. Wow, thank you, thank you, thank you for coming on board with us. What a joy. Well, it's great to be with you this morning, and I'm always excited when I can talk about that. Now, as best I understand, as a Youngstown State University student, you witnessed the installation of IBM 360 computer. Many years later, you told Black Engineer Magazine that the magazine took up six rooms, the machine took up six rooms, although the computer power of what we have on our wrists today probably is greater than what they had in those early machines. But why was it clear to you, even then, that's where you wanted to be? How do you inspire and motivate young people today to see the future? Well, today's young people are the most technologically advanced in civilization. These digital natives understand and appreciate the power of technology and have witnessed its power to create alternative futures. At a very early age, they're comfortable using smart devices. In fact, the other evening I watched my grandnephew, who was one year old, you know, sit quietly at dinner and play with an iPad. Looking back to 1972, very few people had any knowledge of computers or their potential impact on our lives. But technology has taken tradition and turned it upside down. It's transformed entire industries and given voice to citizens and causes alike. Now, our job as science, engineering, technology, and math, or STEM professionals, is to show the next generation how they can become a part of that future. And it begins with generating excitement around the field of STEM. In my heart, I am still that 18-year-old girl peering into the computer center in awe of the giant machine. I'm still excited about the potential of technology to change our lives, to improve our health, our safety, and our economic well-being. We must find ways that create that same level of excitement to our youth. To generate excitement, we must first provide the youth with access to perform and explore and engage with technology, as well as successful access to successful technology people, which is why the work of organizations like the Black Engineer of the Year Bay is so important. We must work with the educational system to make learning fun through individualized and adaptive learning programs and by providing hands-on experience with computers and robotics and artificial intelligence. Equally as important, we must work with the parents and teachers to ensure they understand the breadth of opportunity in STEM careers and the variety of pathways into STEM industries so that they are equipped to advise the students. Now, I understand that your first job was writing code after your computer science degree. How can young people get into coding and developing today and learn about building machine learning models and understand blockchain? Well, the first step to any successful career begins early in life. 
So I believe we can begin by supporting the recommendations that were outlined in the Kerwin Commission. The recommendations are designed to ensure that the appropriate dollars and teachers are available to provide quality education for students in pre-K through 12. Special attention in that report is paid to pre-K through 12 because every study or every read concludes that pre-K through the third grade provides students with the educational foundation for everything that comes after. We must also work to ensure students understand the value of reading, math, and science, and make these courses fun, whether it's using computer games or, or fun discussions or competitions to eliminate that natural fear that many students have of math and science. And as noted earlier, we should try and build excitement around technology to show how careers in STEM can not only be fun, but, but financially very rewarding. You're now chair of the University of Maryland Board of Regents, an important role in Maryland's public system for higher education. How are you ensuring that young people in Baltimore get access to jobs, especially those young people who don't want to spend four years in college? I'm glad you asked that question. Although we work very hard to make a four-year degree affordable and accessible for all students, I recognize a four-year degree is not for everyone. In fact, a recent article in the Baltimore Sun noted that only 39% of Maryland graduates in 2010 plan to pursue a traditional degree. For students who are not interested in pursuing a college degree, there are a number of options. The state of Maryland, as you're well aware, has an excellent and affordable community college system where students can pursue a two-year degree or complete a number of certificate programs. The state is considering recommendations from that Kerwin proposal I talked about a minute ago that calls for a redesign of the high school curriculum to create two paths for students. One, um, a high-level academic track for academic placement and international baccalaureate classes for students who want to pursue a traditional um, degree, and another career, um, another track that's all about career and technology programs. Upon graduation, the students who are enrolled in the career track will earn a certificate and training to prepare them for a number of careers. There are also many certificate programs offered across the university system of Maryland in high demand and high pay employment areas. For example, the University of Maryland Global Campus offers certificate programs in cybersecurity, which is one of the hottest and most in-demand technologies today, human resource management, data analytics, and project management. And so all areas that are um, that are, are very um, important and also provide high-paying jobs. Overall, there are many options that lead to a successful career that are available to the student who doesn't wish to pursue a traditional four-year degree. Wow. Now, you're a regular attendee at the BF Conference, and you were named the 2006 Black Engineer of the Year. You've also been awarded a name after you. Now, why is this particular conference so important? Bay is important because over the past 34 years, 
it continues to evolve. Recognizing the achievements of African-American engineers and computer scientists and showcasing living examples of the art of the possible through science, technology, engineering, and math to countless generations of young people in terms of both outcomes and employment opportunities. They also provides the perfect venue for connecting students along with current and future employees, HBCU faculty, and employers. More importantly, BEA is a living organization BEA is one of many programs developed by Career Communications. As an organization, Career Communications has continued to grow and evolve to address the contemporary needs of its attendees, the students, the educators, the employees, and current and prospective employees. What began as just a single program to demonstrate the art of the possible to next generations of African Americans and provide living role models Today is so much more. Today, Career Communications works with Hispanic groups to showcase Hispanic engineering and computer programmers. It was uh, it has the Woman of the Color program to showcase women in engineering and computer professionals. Along the way, it added the salute to the military and government senior executives of color. And all of these programs have one thing in common. They're designed to engender excitement and knowledge around STEM education and career opportunities. All of these programs are designed to promote the art of the possible to people who are often left behind in mainstream discussions. And with our evolving demographics as a nation, all of these programs not only benefit the attendees and the state of Maryland, but our society as a whole. Linda uh, Gooden. Please, Executive Vice President of Lockheed Martin retired. Where is it possible that we could ask you directly, where will you be doing at the conference this year? Well, um, I will be there. I will present the Legacy Award that's in my name, and I'll do whatever else Tyrone asks me to do to support the program. Um, because I think that its mission is so important. Um, it continues to grow and showcase that art of the possible, but it also remains that shining light that so many need to illuminate the way through STEM for the next generation of young people. Uh, uh, Jason, catch the last part that Linda just shared with us. If you missed the Larry Morning Show, right there, in short, capitalizes why being with her and all of the other fine, fine thousands of folks on February the 14th, 13th, 14th, and 15th. Thank you for letting us take up some of your valuable time, good lady. Look forward to meeting you there at the conference. I look forward to meeting you as well. Have a great day. The best to you.